0: Welcome to the Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. This is the Michigan Business Network. We've got a great guest for you on the pod today. Nancy LaMaster is the chair of the Hospital Purchasing Managers Index. It's another index that is provided from ISM, the Institute for Supply Management. We're going to talk more specifically about the hospitals. Nancy, how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm glad to be on your podcast and getting to talk about the hospital report on business and its impact.
0: All right. What's home base for you? What area of the country are you in?
1: Well, I live in St. Louis, Missouri, probably 10 months of the year and two months of the year. I'm right here in Lahaina, Maui. Oh,
0: Oh man, it must be nice. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the purchase managers index in regards to hospitals. What is that? And what are you looking for with that information?
1: Sure. So the hospital report on business is relatively new. ISM, of course, has done the manufacturing report since the 1930s, and then they added the services. They decided that they wanted to drill into a vertical. So they looked at the impact of the size of the healthcare industry and felt that would be the first vertical they drill into. And specifically, we decided to start with hospitals. So we began gathering data back in April of 2018, and we really brought the index forward once it was fully tested and we felt it was a good leading indicator in around August of 2020. So what we're really looking at here is the idea of what is happening on a month-to-month basis relative to the prior month in the areas of related to volume. So just like in the other indexes, the hospital PMI looks at business activity, it looks at new orders, it looks at backlog of orders, employment, and then it looks at supply chain specific metrics, such as the supplier deliveries, inventory levels, sentiment, et cetera. And what we're really trying to do is tell a story about what is going on between these two. So what kind of volumes are hospitals dealing with? And through the panel members, we get comments that give us context about that. And obviously, you know, we are launching this as COVID is, you know, hitting us and really heightened people's interest in what was going on in the healthcare industry. Likewise, the supply chain challenges that we're seeing across all industries are having a big effect on hospitals as well.
0: Well, with COVID and supply chain issues, you've been on a roller coaster ride for a while, haven't you?
1: We really, really have, and we've really seen the evolution of the factors impacting hospitals. So, you know, early on when COVID hit, you know, the headline was on the supply shortages, the PPE. That has kind of stayed constant, but over the last 12 months, what's really hit hard has been the labor shortages, and those have been picked up. And so we've really seen this strong volumes going up, remaining very, very high, with challenges in finding labor to be able to manage those volumes.
0: Before we talk about the specific February report, do you see the labor situation getting better, improving now that we're coming out of COVID?
1: Slightly. And we can talk more about that in the February report because I've got some good examples.
0: Okay. And what I'm interested to know, and I'm not sure if you have an answer for this, but as you're well aware of, there were a lot of entities, municipalities, companies who fired employees who would not get the shot. And I wondered, once we got past COVID, what would happen? I wonder if they'll be rehired, especially in the healthcare industry where there's a great shortage.
1: I don't know. In the healthcare industry specifically, it is not unusual for there to be vaccine mandates. So the flu shot is a mandatory condition of employment for a lot of health systems. And so to have the COVID vaccine be a mandatory, isn't that unusual? And I don't think it'll change in the healthcare environment once it's slowed down.
0: Yeah, well, so perhaps uh, there was some hesitancy on folks getting this shot. You had to get the flu shot, but maybe just with the lack of testing and history with that shot.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure there were a subset of people that that was concerning. I would be surprised if healthcare systems rescinded the requirement, though, going forward. I think that every day there's more and more data. And I think that fundamentally, the philosophy is we're a healthcare system, our employees should be vaccinated to make the general public feel safer.
0: And do you think COVID, the shot is going to be a kind of a requirement like other shots for these folks?
1: In many, many systems, it already is. And I think it will remain that way in health.
0: But even moving forward year after year, you think it's here to stay?
1: I do. I do. From what I've heard and seen, yes.
0: Okay. We're talking with Nancy Lamaster, who is the chair of the Purchasing Managers Index. This is a subset from the business report. This has to do with hospitals. We're going to talk a little bit more about the February report when we come back. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business, and this is the Michigan Business Network. Something to grow. It takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your house plants may be recommended.
1: Now, can we get a new roof?
0: Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to laughq.comslash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Welcome to the pod. We're talking with Nancy Lemaster, who is the chair of the Hospital Purchasing Managers Index. It's from the Institute for Supply Management. And we're going to talk specifically about hospitals, a lot of interest with that here in Michigan, as well as other parts of the country. As a matter of fact, in the area that I'm in, Nancy, near the state capital of Lansing, a new McLaren hospital, brand new, just opened Mm -hmm. up last week in East Lansing. So Uh I'm sure they'll be interested in the report. And just looking at the report, it looks like you've got some good news.
1: You know, we do. So one of the things that's always important to keep in mind is this report measures change month to month. So what we saw in February were a decline in the PMI came in at 56.9 versus 64.1. That was a 7.2% drop month over month, a big drop in business activity, 20% from 74 to 54. And what we call new orders, which I'll explain in a minute, dropped from 67 to 49. So the story that's telling is that we are starting to see the Omicron variant of COVID loosening its grip a bit. Hospitals are saying relative to January, which the numbers were at very, very high levels in January of business activity, we're starting to see that back off, which would give us the impression it supports the concept that as COVID patients are able to move out of the hospital. That allows hospitals to make room for what they call elective procedures. Those are surgeries, radiology procedures, hip and knee replacements, those kinds of things that people plan in advance And haven't been able to get into hospitals because the hospitals have been so full with COVID patients, they haven't been able to take care of these. And these have been backing up. So when we look at our backlog of orders metric at 68.5%, that tells us, just like in manufacturing, there's a backlog of demand for hospital services that the hospitals can't take care of today in their business activity number or in their new orders, which would be their scheduling. So, the good news in this report is twofold. It supports kind of the anecdotal uh, stories you're hearing on the media that we're starting to see a decline in the COVID cases, the Omicron cases. And the other piece of that is the employment number. So, for seven months, employment was contracting in the healthcare field and it got as low as 39 in January that bounced back up to 53.5. That's a big swing, a 14% swing into the growth range. So the comments have led us to believe that two really critical points that the panelists made. One, some of the incentive programs that hospitals are putting in place to retain and attract staff are starting to have positive outcomes. The other was the comment that people are increasingly being willing to come back to work in the healthcare environment. That has a lot to do with getting COVID more under control. So especially if you think of food service workers and housekeepers and supply chain tucks, those people can work in any industry. And so it takes a level of feeling safe to be willing to come back into the hospital. So that was some very good news in this February report.
0: Yeah, so even though the PMI number for February was 56.9, the lowest in 12 months, overall the past year it's been near 62%. So it's oh, been yeah. holding uh, steady.
1: Very much so. And like I always tell people, this is a relative metric, meaning there was less volume in February, not meaning that the hospitals had emptied out. They're still very, very full. And you get that in your comments from the panelists that it's trending to have capacity and that will allow them to get at some of the backlog capacity of people waiting to be served.
0: Nancy, how have the supply chain challenges affected the healthcare field?
1: They have been just brutal. The amount of backordered product, the amount of time health supply chain professionals are spending (laughs) trying to source alternate products and make sure they're clinically acceptable is significant one large system told me they're dealing with over eight thousand back orders a month trying to get products into the hospital
0: do you have a sense of if we'll see improvement in the rest of second and into third quarter
1: you know one of the things we look to is we look to the manufacturing report to give us some insight on what's going on with manufacturing capacity and I'd say that there's some cautious optimism that we're starting to get some of the backlog cleared out, but it's very cautious. We've had so many ups and downs with you know a step forward and then two steps back. So healthcare professionals are still building inventory. They are still stockpiling because of the fear that they won't be able to get products.
0: We're talking with Nancy Lemaster, who is the chair of the Hospital Purchasing Managers Index. When we come back, we're gonna talk about how the media, how I can be better at covering this industry and covering the numbers that Nancy is so gracious to provide every month via ISM. You're listening to Media Business and Tony Conley and this is the Michigan Business Network.
1: Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS.
0: Welcome back to the Media Business Pod. I'm Tony Connolly, your host. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Nancy Lamaster. All right, Nancy. So you gave us all this great information. And what's interesting about this information for me, what I try to learn is how can this help me as a consumer, perhaps as someone who was thinking about having a surgery that he wasn't able to have? And how can this help folks who run hospitals as they try to get the inventory they need, as they try to hire people, as they try to figure out, should they have some growth in regards to their facilities?
1: I think that the initial audience for these reports really starts out with the hospitals and the suppliers first. This information allows supply chain executives to work with the leadership within their hospital to discuss things. Just like you said, inventory levels. Do we need to be investing in additional supplies that we're holding on site because of shortages, what's going on across the market, and it allows them to compare their experience with a broader experience across the country. So what did their backlog look like versus other people? It makes them much better informed. On the supplier side, it gives them insight that hospitals are continuing to spend money on new technology, even though their margins have been diminished. It gives them insight in their ability to sell. To the consumer, I think it helps them understand that hospitals experience the same challenges and are a business that has to be run. So when things get put off, it's the same supply-demand challenge that you've got to be thinking ahead of time and planning ahead of time because they can't always accommodate last-minute emergency-type business. They want to take care of all the patients. They want to take care of everybody that are out there. But from a capacity perspective, they can be limited. And so it's important for all of us to support those healthcare professionals so that if we get ill, there's somebody there to care for us, to understand why it's important that we think about prioritizing healthcare supplies when we're looking at unloading the docs and saying, well, do we get healthcare supplies out and get them to the hospitals first? Or do we get, you know, other supplies, other consumer goods out? I think it helps them understand how hospitals fit into the bigger global supply chain in the global world.
0: Nancy, as I've interviewed recently Tim Fiore, whose focus is on manufacturing, and Anthony Nieves, whose focus is on services. It seems like when I look at the news media and their coverage of that type of information, It's for the most part, pretty non biased but when it comes to hospitals and when it comes to healthcare, it seems like whatever side the media was on in regards to COVID and whether you should vaccinate or not vaccinate, that's the kind of reporting that you got. What's Mm -hmm. your take on that? How have we in the media covered healthcare services and hospitals? in regards to COVID and not COVID, just the news in general?
1: Yeah, I think that we've seen through the COVID pandemic, everything become very polarized and very politicized. And that's frankly kind of new for hospitals. I mean, I think they've been looked at as a service, a community asset, very highly trusted. And it's been very challenging for healthcare professionals and caregivers and everybody involved to see this polarization. And it's just been very, very difficult. And that has hurt our ability to recruit. We've seen a lot of burnout. I'm hoping that as we come through this, we can again, remember that hospitals are here to serve the full community and they need everybody's support and trying to, you know, categorize people as good or bad or polarizing the coverage has been very harmful to the industry. And I'm hoping we get past it and get back to a more objective, all the things we have in common, all the things we need to do together to promote and care for people and to reduce the burden of illness and disease across our communities.
0: Nancy, beyond being less biased, how can we in the media be better at reporting this information?
1: I think by... Telling the stories that makes it relatable, going beyond the numbers to just talk about the fact that we want to be able to take care of people. We need people to take care of themselves and really kind of personalize and humanize it. I think then people can absorb it better than when we just talk in raw numbers and percentages. I think that's hard to make it relatable.
0: Something you brought up was interesting the burnout Mm -hmm. aspect of this profession. I wonder how folks are going to get out of this. Or get over it. And doing this for two years, I can't imagine just taking a simple little vacation is going to be the end all be all to that. You see those workers being able to overcome that burnout and maybe come back to the industry?
1: You know, I hope so. I think that systems are getting much better at providing more mental health care services to people, really trying to build full person care into things. But it's going to be very challenging. And we're going to have to really look at how do we make this industry attractive to the next generation so that they'll come in and take on healthcare and be there to serve the community.
0: How do we do that? How do we make it more attractive to young people to go to school and get in the mix?
1: I think part of it is we focus, again, back on the core mission and what it's like to be in a service industry, helping people, telling the stories of success. You know, we talked about healthcare heroes. Well, they're healthcare heroes every single day. And we need to not let go of that story. But I think it's going back, starting young with kids in junior high and high school, getting them interested in the sciences and focus on the positive. We focus so much on the negative. And there's so many good stories and good people out there. And it's just, you know, appealing to people that want something in their life that it's more than a paycheck that they really want to be giving back.
0: We've been talking with Nancy Lemaster, who is the chair of the Hospital PMI, which is the Purchasing Managers Index, part of their business report. ISM is the Institute for Supply Management. It's fascinating information, Nancy. We appreciate you greatly. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly, and this is the Michigan Business Network.